Welcome to the Fitness Business University podcast. This is Tom Langton. I'm here with Vince Gabriel. Finally, back on the podcast, Vince. Welcome back. Thanks, Tom. Great to be here. Last couple of weeks, we've had a couple couple guests, some gym owners from the Mastermind. Uh, Brandon Kelly was a was a guest on the podcast. Really, Rob Pilger was a guest a couple of weeks ago. A couple of really interesting guests. I listened to them all. They were wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, so what's been going on? What's new in your world? Uh, not much. I just uh, I'm still a little bit hungover. Uh, from the, the mastermind, we had four days in a row last week of of mastermind meetings. The first two days were with the CEO mastermind, and the next two days the full group uh, came. So it was outstanding weekend. Great energy, really, really great conversations. A lot of breakthroughs. Um, so the week after, I'm usually kind of <laughs> useless. But why? Why? Uh, why is that? Why? So why does a weekend? Well, if, if you're a guy who's like. You know, you've, you've coached for a long time. You've been worked on the floor as a trainer. So why would a weekend uh, of being in a – Well, it a, wasn't a weekend. It was a, It was really like a week, if you think about it. It was like four days in a row. Right. So CEO goes long. We were like – we went from 9 to 7 the first day, then 9 to 5 or 6 the second day. And then day one of the mastermind was like 9 to – you know, we didn't get out until 10 o'clock. And then, you know, the next day was like another 9 to 5. So it was just like straight – teaching there's no like break you know at all in that stuff so it's like i think it's just you know i've done two days and two days is easily but but i don't know how like tony robbins like i'm going to date with destiny and he does like seven days in a row like and it just like it's a but you know i didn't feel it at all like i was i was actually day four i was kind of like messing with everybody telling them yeah i've been doing this for four days and they're all tired and um but uh, it was uh, – I didn't feel it until, like, the next day. I was like, wow, shot. The only thing I could do is sit outside of my porch and sit by a fire pit and do nothing. So so what is your – what is what is the goal? So when, when, when people come – so you say you're teaching the whole time. Yeah. Now, is it just, like, you putting lessons out there? So what is your goal for everyone that comes to the mastermind to walk out of there with? Is it just to take, like, a bunch of information and go home with it? It's a combo of the two. So, you know, obviously there's teaching that goes on where I, I've, like – planned presentations um that i'm doing for for uh for people but it's it's a lot of it is answering questions and solving problems like that's really like when they come to the mastermind it's it's three things it's to learn a lot of new things you know, new skills it's to solve their specific problems and it's to leave with clarity and focus like if i had to kind of like really boil it down to what are they going to get out of a mastermind meeting? That's kind of what it is. Those, those three things. So it's really not, but, but, but for me personally, if we're talking about that, it's a lot of like, okay, on the breaks, like there are no breaks for me. Like the breaks are time for them to ask questions and to do all that stuff. So that's why I get tired, but uh, no, it's, I love every minute of it. It's like, for me, it's like, it's like, you know, the football player that like loves the game like that's the game for me is the masterminds. But, um, but those, th- those three things to, to leave with clarity and focus, to learn new skills and new capabilities and to, uh, what was the middle one? <laughs> Whatever the middle one, I'm still a long over. Um, but to, um, you know, what was the middle one? I don't remember now that you're saying it, but. Well, hopefully the people taking notes, taking notes I, you know, so. what happened? I just went out of order. Um, but it was oh no so it was it was learn learn new skills solve their problems right, solve and the then problems. leave with clarity and focus those are the three things and 
and then the, and then as they go forward. So the, here's here's a question: Is like, what were your big takeaways? So you had gym owners in that group. Um, some people that have had gyms for ten or fifteen years, and you had gym owners that you know are just starting out. So do you think having that combination of people in the room is helpful for everybody? Oh yeah, for sure. And you know it's like great because I think sometimes the, the people with the beginning problems and new ones that are asking about certain things, it might remind the older, more experienced gym owner. They're like, I haven't done a joint venture in years. I've been tinkering around with Facebook ads and stuff. And I used to go around the community all the time and do stuff. And I stopped doing that. And like that, that sometimes can remind, but also it's like, here's, you know, the best way to learn is to teach. That's like, that's it. The best way to learn is to teach. And so when, you know, an experienced gym owner hears a question and they can take the reins and teach that, you know, gym owner, you know, what, you know, how to do it, they're going to learn that on a deeper level. So that's, that's a huge thing. But yeah, I had so many takeaways. I mean, it was like, it was really such a great time. We have such a great group of people. I mean, it is like, I can't say enough of how much I really enjoyed the time I spent with everyone. Um, there's not one person in the group that I wouldn't want to go one-on-one and have a beer with, you know, it's just, I'm just super excited. And it's like crazy. The difference a year makes. Whereas like, and we were joking, like some of the meetings we had, um, when we first started at the, by the end of the meeting, there was like three people left. Right. And it's like, okay. It's like, and now there's like, you know, close to 50 people in the room. Um, it's just, it was, it was awesome. Awesome. How, how, for someone listening, how, how do you get over the fear? You talked about solving people's problems. I think people sometimes can be afraid to walk into a room and say, well, here's the problem with my business. Now you're looking around the room and there's 50 gym owners. A lot of them are very successful. So, so how do you over – and you've been in masterminds for years. How did you overcome that fear to sit in a room and say, listen, I, I, I can't hire, I can't find a good trainer or whatever your problem is to bring that up in front of all these people? Well, I, I will say this, and there is no – a larger amount of fear than what we saw with the CEO mastermind. So the CEO mastermind, which is essentially like the top 10 gym owners in the group. And it's, it's a, it's another offshoot. It's an add on that they get they pay extra, a lot of extra money for it. But, um, I, they unpack their business. It's literally like standing in, it's more, they would be more fearful, uh, there would be less fearful to stand in front of the room and strip naked and just stand there in front of everybody for an hour than they would of what they actually did. And what they actually did was they answered a 12 page document about their business and attached their profit and loss statement that says every amount of financial information that they could possibly about their business and literally just puts it out there. And we, we, we have everyone print out a copy and we pass the copies around. So everyone gets a copy of it. So it's literally like showing yourself naked, your business naked uh, to 10 other gym owners that you really, really respect and that you think are just totally killing it and have no problems. Um, so that is, that is fear. And what is the idea? There, that the idea is there, to... was, there was a leg shaking. You keep saying that. You keep talking about this. I, I, I don't know who No, because I saw it with my own eyes. There is literally a shaking leg well, standing in front of the room. And I was like, this is amazing that, that this guy is having the courage to stand up there and do this um, when most don't. But, but, but here's the thing. It's like, you know, it, it's like anything. It's like, well, um, one of the things I went over is the four C's, right? And I think I've gone over this in, in, in past podcasts. But um, 
the, the, the four C's is something I learned from strategic coach and Dan Sullivan, right? And it's, and the, it basically talks about the, the, the secret to a breakthrough, right? To go from here to there, to go from, you know, all breakthroughs, it's like a breakthrough could be from when you went from a personal trainer, you went from a personal trainer to a gym owner. It could be went from when you went high school to college. Like everyone listening to this podcast has had some kind of a breakthrough and there's four parts of a breakthrough. And I taught this multiple times. I taught this in CEO and I taught this at the big mastermind. I, I teach this, I feel like at least once a month. But the four C's, the first C to a breakthrough, to be able to have, you know, to be able to overcome the fear or to get to the next level or whatever you really want is, is making a full commitment, right? That's the first C. If you really want to make a breakthrough and you really want to change and you really want to get to another level, you have to make a full commitment to that. And part of the commitment is identifying what you really want to accomplish. Um, but the second C is the most well, I feel is, they're all important, but the second C is the most important C, and this kind of ties into what you're asking, is the second C is is the courage phase, right? And the courage phase. And a lot of times people hear the word courage, and they think bravery, and they think courage, and, you know, really not being scared. And that's not what courage is. And courage is essentially the, the emotions that are tied with courage are fear, anxiety, and uncertainty, right? So when you're having courage, the emotions you feel are fear, anxiety, uncertainty. And Dan Sullivan tells the story of um, his, I, I, his, he was in the army or, think, or something like this, and it basically says, uh, fear is wetting your pants. Courage is throwing the grenade with wet pants. Right? So it's not you feeling fear, it's not you being scared. It's that do you act anyway? So I know those mastermind members were scared shitless to get in front of that room and sh essentially show themselves naked. But they all did it. Every one of them did it anyway. So they had a breakthrough. They got through that, hey, you know. And then I think after you realize it, you realize everyone's got problems. Like the gym that you think is like, you know, there's probably people that listen to this podcast that think that Gabriel Fitness doesn't have any problems. They got problems. <laughs> and then if you walked into one of our Monday meetings, you'd be like, what the heck is wrong with this place? Yeah. Right? Because it's like, that's what all the businesses do every day. They're solving problems. They're solving problems. They're solving problems. You're not like, you don't go Monday morning and be like, hey, hey, we did this and that. and then, No, that's people that dance in the end zone. You get better from solving problems. But the third C is capability. So like once you can get through... Uh, and, and the courage phase, this is an important thing for me to say. Um, and this is not where I want to go on the podcast, but this is where we are. But the, the second C is identifying when you do feel emotions like fear, anxiety, uncertainty to just chalk it up as I am in the courage phase right now. Like I'm just in this phase. This is where I am. And I'm in the second part of the four part breakthrough. And the third part is getting the capability. Right. So you, you get to, you make the commitment, you get to this period of stuck, right, which is fear and all that stuff. And what you have to do is you have to get the third C, which is capability. And this is them learning and getting in the front of the room and realizing that, you know, they thought they had a marketing problem and they really have a sales problem or they thought they had a leadership problem and they really have a people problem, whatever it is, it's learning, you know, and going out and getting the capability they need to or structure the breakthrough. And only when you get that capability, will you start to get 
the fourth C, which is confidence. And that's really what we want, right? What is going to make a breakthrough? What is going to, what, what, what does someone have to have to go from high school to college, right? They have to have the confidence to be able to go. What does someone have that you know, when you're making the jump from being a personal trainer to being a gym owner? What do you have to have? You have to have the confidence to sign the lease, right? But that confidence didn't come before you broke through the courage phase and got through those emotions. So it's, it, it's commitment, it's courage, it's capability, and the confidence. And then that, that circle can be applied to any area of life. So that's like, you know, when we're talking about getting in front of the room and getting around other gyms and, and having that be fe- a fearful thing to do, um, that, is only, that, is, that, that is how breakthroughs occur when you can go through those periods of being uncomfortable um, and, and, and totally take your business to the next level. And I, I will say this, like the group is on fire right now. Like I have never seen the mastermind like this. I have not, I've been like looking at the posts in the Facebook group and I'm looking at them. I'm watching them on social media. I'm just seeing this energy and this pep in their step. And it just makes me so proud. Um, but a lot of it is going through some pain, um, first to be able to finally get that. But why, let me, is it, is it possible to have a breakthrough? So you're talking about everyone had all these breakthroughs. Can you do that on your own? So what is the, so yeah. for, for, some, for someone listening to like, why is getting in front of a room different than sitting down and digging into your business yourself? It's a good question. And it's the, um, so we had Kathy Balsamo speak. And Kathy Balsamo, for those of you that don't know her, she's a client at Gabriel Fitness that did our sweepstakes program. And she had this, you know, totally massive transformation. Uh, she lost like 80 pounds and, um, she was doing our sweepstakes and the, the big, one of the, one of the, one of the big differences that why Kathy had such great success is she had the entire community watching her and following everything she did. Cause we posted everything she did on social media. We posted what she was eating. We posted all of her progress and she had that, you know, kind of peer to peer accountability where she had that, Hey, I don't want to let the t- and she, Kathy had, I don't want to let the whole town down, right? Because the whole town is tuning into it. It's like Biggest Loser, right? Biggest Loser, they're, you know, they don't want to let their teammates down, but the entire country is watching them. And so there's motivation behind that. So I do think that there's that. It's like the same thing. You, you know, you obviously played, I think you played, uh, did you play baseball? Yeah, a little bit of baseball. You when, I was, baseball. when I was younger, I played some baseball. Yeah, yeah. Little, a little baseball. Um, but it's like, you know, being part of a team. It's like, you don't want to let your teammates down. Like you let your coach down before you let your teammates down. Right. You know what I'm saying? So like, if, so the mastermind does bring that up, but yes, can someone that's not in a mastermind get, you know, get a breakthrough? Absolutely. You know, they can, maybe your mentor is your dad, or maybe your mentor is just, you know, someone that your neighbor or whatever. Yeah, definitely. But it does help to go outside of where you are to, 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 to go through that and get that capability. But it's hard to do it by yourself. It's hard, but it's possible. But I'm saying every time you've said it, it's been with a mentor or a coach or like you got to ask someone for help. There's not anyone, there's not, there's not anyone that I know. And I don't, that, that's had massive success without some kind of mentor in their life. Right. Like, like don't tell me that Steve Jobs didn't have a mentor. Yeah. Right. Don't tell me that like Warren Buffett, and these big time people don't have people that they have learned. Even Dan Kennedy talks all the time about how he learned from Gary Halbert and he learned from all these, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, anyone that says they don't have or need mentors is kind of maybe lying. Yeah. I mean, I, you asked me before we started the podcast, what was my big takeaway from the mastermind weekend? And one of them was that a lot of the gym owners that I talked to, a lot of their problems stem from them being afraid to get help. 
So whether it's hiring a trainer, hiring an admin, yeah. and it's almost like there's a fear attached. It's like, I can't, I can do this by myself. I can get it done. I can get it done. And there's like, but a lot of the problems that come up are just not having enough people around them. Yeah. So yeah. when, so I mean, if that, if that's my takeaway, the more people that I talk to, especially the people in like that beginning phase of the business, right? It's like if you want to grow, you ha- you got to ask for some help. Totally. So, so what yeah. were what were your, what were your, some of your? If that was my that was my takeaway. What were some of your big takeaways? So here's the I, I, one of my biggest takeaways was so I I work tirelessly to prepare for these tirelessly and Zach who's our operations uh, director at SPF Zach Miller she does an outstanding job but she she has had it up to here with me because literally like two days before the mastermind I'll be like. I want this, I want this, I want this, and I want this printed, and I want this cartoon made, and I want, like, and I'll, like, literally, two, like, I feel like my best ideas come, like, f- a few days before the event, and that's great for me, it's really bad for Zach, but she did a masterful job, but one of the things we put together was, and this was a very late edition, I wasn't going to do this, but I, I, I created a daily planner last year, I created it last, last December, which is a, it's a one sheet of paper daily planner. And the goal is that you fill out it the night before, and it helps you have a more productive day. And I had this idea um, that I was like, okay, you know, I, 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 I do it myself. I use it myself, but I, I had been printing it out. And I had the sheets printed out and kind of getting the sheets everywhere and stuff. I was like, I'll just we'll put them on a book. And so I said, I want a 104-page book printed with 104 pa- sheets of this document. Why, and, why 104? Uh, because 104 is the exact amount of days between the next mastermind. Okay. And I'll talk about that in a second. But um, so 104 sheets. And um, so I, I designed a cover, of course. And the, there's a picture of me on the cover. And it's a, it's called the first uh, appearance of Cartoon Vince. Cartoon Vince. Was that your idea or was that Zach's idea? Totally my idea. Okay. Totally my idea. Um, but the reality is I have for years... Um, wanted to make fun of myself. And when you make a cartoon, you can make fun of yourself. And I think that's just a part of the story. But anyway, um, but I I thought it was going to be a cool thing that they got. I didn't think it was going to be the most probably, I I think now (laughs) probably the most impactful thing that we did all weekend. And we did a lot of stuff. But I'm getting text message upon text message and Facebook messages and Instagram posts and all this stuff of guys filling out the planner. And they're like, had a productive day, crushed it today, killed it today, killed it today. And they're sending me these pictures of the filled out planner. And I'm, I, I had no idea. I had no idea that it would have this kind of an impact. And, and I yelled at them the other day on the call. Because I was like, how long have you guys had this freaking sheet? Never used it. I was like, I gave this to you guys last December. So what's the difference? And now, the difference is I put it in a book. All right, so I, I got to ask you, though. But like, when I hear the word daily planner, it makes me think of like, you know, when you're at Barnes and & Nobles and there's all that like crap by the cash register of like the stuff you can buy. Like, yeah. that's you think of like a daily planner or like, do, like who really uses it. So why would a daily planner be... Like what? It, what? It, what is it? The quote on the the quote on the book is a productive day starts the night before. And I happen to believe that a lot of gym owners they wake up and aside from training sessions they have no idea what they need to do to get their business to the next level, no idea. And 
when you can take five to ten minutes and the planner actually kind of guides you through, um, you know, an exercise. And it's not just like productivity, like like uh, like like what they need to do for the business, but workout. Like literally, I, 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 if I don't write down or I don't know what I'm going to do for a workout the night before, a lot of times I either don't work out or I have a real shitty workout. So just even knowing like what you're going to do for exercise, that is like, so So here's another reason why. Um, do you know who Mark Zuckerberg wears the exact same thing every day? I, I thought, I, I don't know about that about Steve Jobs. I didn't know that about Steve Zuckerberg. Steve Jobs is it, but Zuckerberg yeah. does the same thing. Has, has his closet is filled with the exact same shirt. And the reason why he does that is because it's no, it's another decision he doesn't have to make. Smart. And so if you think about it, if you decide the night before of what you're going to do for your workout, or you decide the night before if you have a block of time between 11 and 4, and you decide the night before what you're going to do, that's another decision during the day that you don't have to make, and that's going to allow you to be more focused. So, I mean, focus is a massive problem. A massive problem among gym owners. So many people lack focus. And the, the this daily planner is designed to be filled out the night before. So you go to sleep knowing what you need to do. And I I, I think that people are getting better at night's sleep because of it too. Um, so you're improving their health as well. Improving their health as well. All right. So so that was a big takeaway was the, the, the planner. But, um, but, but, but it, there's another <laughs> lesson here. Right? The, there's another lesson here on this. So... I gave them the sheet a, a year ago. Why? They, so we put it in a book. Why did that work? But it, it begs the question of your clients at your gym. Are you handing them a sheet, you know, the first day they're there and then they throw it away and they never see it again? Is there a more productive thing that you can do? Is there, if you want clients to fill out a food journal, like maybe you need to put it in a book. Like maybe you need to put everything in a binder or something that to give them, you know, versus emailing. We want to save money, right? You want to save money and save paper, so you email it to them, and then they never ever use it. That was the mistake I made. I emailed the file to them. They never have they to never it and opened it. I don't think any of them ever. I mean, I think a few people probably were using it, but now it's literally like out of I think we have forty seven or forty eight gym owners in the mastermind. Like they're all using it. They're all using it. And it's funny because we're now messing with all the people that didn't couldn't make it to the mastermind. And we're like messing with them saying they have to wait until March to get it. But secretly, I'm going to send it to them in the mail. With your cartoon face on it. Yeah, that's just the added bonus. I just, you know, it's it's good to have a little fun, Tom. <laughs> all right, so what else? So what what other thing? What were, what were some, uh, some of the other big takeaways? So the, the, the Daily Planner was a hit. Yeah, that I mean, it's it's huge. Um the 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 second thing was from the CEO version. Um, literally, I spent the fr- almost the both two days drawing boxes on the whiteboard. Why? So when a lot of the CEO mastermind members are at a, a little bit of a higher level, so they have more team members. Um, there's a little bit more lack of clarity around roles and who does what and stuff like that. And one of the most important things that we needed to do for all these gyms was get their accountability chart set. And accountability chart is um, it's the right putting the right people on your team in the right seats. So if you have someone on your team and they're like born bred to be a trainer, like that's the right person for that and that they're in the right seat in their trainer. You might have someone on your team that's your operations or admin 
you know, that's the right, hopefully it's the right person in the right seat. So, um, when you have a lot more people and obviously we went through this ourselves, um, it, it gets, it, as things kind of roll out, it gets harder to organize everything. So there's a lot of, you know, issues, you know, that are caused by people not doing their job, but people not knowing their job. And so that was one of the things. So, I mean, it, it's literally every business. That's what we did. We spent the first hour and a half with each person going over their accountability chart. And it's, it just, it made me just, it just made me just realize how important like this thing actually is um, for a business to be successful is, 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 is getting those people in the right seats. So accountability charts. Now someone who has a smaller business, how do they begin to start doing that? Is it, is it hard to do it? Yeah, it's, it's not easy. I mean, here's the thing. If someone has a smaller business, the easy thing, to, and, and when I say accountability chart, I make sure everyone understands, I uh, think organizational chart. So think there's a CEO of a company, there's, you know, a head of operations, there's a head of marketing, a head of sales, um, a head of a head trainer, and then someone in finance. And that, you know, if you're just starting out, don't get overwhelmed by that, but that's just what you have. The, the issue is, is that you're in every box, right? Right. Your name is in every box when you, and it should be like that in the beginning, right? It's like that in the beginning. It's just going to happen. But the problem is when the gym owner that has been in business for six years goes to the whiteboard and they write their name in every box, that's a problem. If they have employees, you're saying, yes. so they have a team of people. That they're but not they're still doing everything. Right. They have a team of people that they're not allowing. And, and when a name is in the box, right, it's basically like that person needs to own the result. So if you have someone that's in the box of marketing, right, and you, you put them in that box, that person needs to be held responsible if your leads are not there where they need to be, right? That's owning it. And most people never get to the point where they grant permission for someone to own the result because they're not able to let go. And there was a lot of times an exercise I always do is I have them, you know, hold the pen out in front of their face and I hold the, have the like, you know, imagine your, your hand, your arm extended out in front of you and your there's a pen in your hand and just, I just tell them to drop the pen. Right. And they just need to let go and let someone else step in. But that's why a lot of gymers are so exhausted is when you look at the roles and everything going on in the business, and all of a sudden they realize that they own everything, and that's why they get so exhausted. And it's it, it's I have had this happen to me. And we've talked about this in the podcast before. I've had this happen to me, and uh, when I thought I had it together, and I really didn't. And then I've had this happen to people that were really really great gym owners that saw their name in every box and realized why they were so tired, and had this the the, uh, the word I use is eerie. And there, there's an eerie silence of them staring at the board with all the, with their name and all that, and then making the connection. You see like all the brain, brain, uh, the, the brain neurons or whatever firing and being like, holy crap, like this is the problem. This is the problem. My name is in every box. So um, it was just so cool to see everyone work through that exercise and you know, really see that the amount of clarity that they left with when they realized, all right, this person isn't the right person for that job. This person, we had to make some probably firing decisions. This person isn't the right person for the team. I'm doing 
this and I need to be doing more of this. Um, so just it, it allowed them to leave it a lot of clarity. Awesome. All right, next one. I'll, I'll bring this one up. The, you had a presenter talk about something that I, I thought at first I was like, so Big Will talked about websites, yes, right for businesses. Yes. Now I'm th- every business has a website, and it's yeah. like, all right, we're really going to spend two hours talking to that. There's not a person in that room that doesn't have a website, right? And it seemed to me at first I was like, this is one of those things. Like, why are we doing this? It's like we're like we can be spending our time, but but why did you decide that talking about websites was so important? Well, a couple of reasons. So um, I had this epiphany, and not that long ago. Um, where I went up to one of our clients, and you know him, you know, is Tommy. Mm-hmm. And I went up to Tommy, and really great guy. And I said, Tommy's a client at GFP. So picture a 57-year-old guy. And I said, Tommy, I was like, if you were to look for a place like this, like let's say you didn't know me or anything like that, if you were to look for a per- place to do personal training, I was like, what would you do? And he pulled out his phone, and he like went like like twiddled his fingers back and forth, his thumbs back and forth, like he was texting. And this is what he said. He goes, "I would go to the Google." <laughs> and he right. said it exactly like that. I would go to the Google. And I was just like, "Yeah, yeah, you would." Like, why are we not maximizing our presence on the largest search engine on the planet? Like, we're so Facebook in this Facebook frenzy that we forget that Google is the largest search engine on the planet. And when someone Googles personal training or Googles your name, what comes up? Your website. Your website. Right. Even a referral. So like, we talk about it all the time. If someone tells you about a restaurant, they tell you about a store, what's the first thing you do? And I think we've like lost sight of how important it actually really is. And I'm willing to bet that most of the people listening to this probably get more excited about someone that contacts you through your website versus someone that replies to your ad on Facebook that didn't even know they replied to the ad. Right. And you call them on Facebook. You'd be like, hey, I'm just reaching out. You applied for a 30-day challenge. And they're like, what 30-day challenge? What are you talking about? I didn't apply for anything. And it, you know, they click, they, you know, breathed on their mouse. And all of a sudden, it auto-populated their name and phone number versus when someone has a website. It's like you have to read what's on the website and stuff. So, um, but we have seen a massive transformation in our website at GFP through, um, well, doing multiple things. I can't get into everything now, but Will, who spoke at the mastermind, really unpacked everything that, because he helped us with a lot of these changes, um, unpacked everything we did. I mean, we had literally, you know, five new leads from the website just last week. We were getting zero before, zero. So if you you can take, you know, a website lead is a very, very qualified lead. Like there's a great chance that that lead is going to book. So like why, some kind so of a why are website list. leads so much better than Facebook? Just kind of what you talked about because they're looking specifically at what you want. Well, well, think about this. Like with a website lead, one, there's a good chance they were searching for you, right? Or they were searching, you know, a keyword or something and you came up. They had to go to your website. They had to read whatever was on your website. They had to click a button they had to fill their name and information in there right and then click submit and you know it's just like a harder process to do so you know if they go through that that they're a more qualified you know potential buyer but i mean i think the problem is and the reason why i wanted to do this is 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 not because we're starting our own website company which we are but i'm not going to talk about that today but the reality is is that there comes some 
really simple, easy changes that can be made um, to your website to start converting better. Because I'm willing to bet most of the people that if are listening to this podcast right now, if I stop this podcast and I said, hey, how many people visited your website and how many people actually opted in from your website last month? I'm willing to bet nobody knows that number. Right. Maybe not nobody. But very few. Very few. Right. So, and, why, and, why do you and think- I also am willing to bet that if people will say they have very few clients from their website, right? They, they probably didn't get, and they haven't gotten a lot of clients from their website in a long time. And that's a problem. That's a problem because you're taking Google, the largest search engine on the planet, and you're not utilizing it or maximizing it. And again, there's so much to talk about. We probably should have Will yeah. on the podcast at some point. Um, to talk about all that stuff, but um, why, why just, do you think why do you think that is? Is just because it's, not, it's something that everyone does? You just check a box, you put a website up, and you're like, ah, it's, I don't. Well, a couple, two reasons. I think the first reason is I think people got so focused on Facebook because it was easy, mm-hmm. right? But the second reason is I think a lot of uh, designers have built websites, and designers are not marketers. A web designer does not understand marketing. Most don't. Some do. The good ones do. If you find a good one. That uh, if you find a web designer that gets direct response marketing, you, you've hit the jackpot, right? But that's the other thing is they've built these websites because for you know oh these are cool colors and these are cool this and and obviously branding, you know and you know design does matter it is important, but the reality is that you know a website is something that should convert, right? So if someone goes to your website, there should be a certain percentage of people that are filling out the form on your website to contact you. And most are not optimized for that. Uh, all right. Um, let's do one more. I'm changing the title of this. We're going to do Vince's four big takeaways. So we talked about the daily planner, the accountability chart. We talked some websites. What's the last one? What's the- uh, let me just go over the head trash because head trash is, a, is okay. a term that we use in the mastermind often. And um, basically head trash is the thoughts in your head that when something negative happens that you have this kind of sky is falling mentality, right? When a client leaves and they say they didn't like it, now your mind goes to, well, everybody's thinking that and everybody's going to quit and everyone's going to lose and I'm going to lose my business and my house is going to burn down and everything. I'm not going to you know, be living on, you know, uh, food stamps, right? That's like the head trash. That's what we call head trash in the mastermind. And a lot of guys were starting to have head trash. Not a lot, but but a good amount, enough for me to uh, address it. And here's the thing. We all get it. We all get those kind of feelings and those emotions and stuff like that. But the reality is how long do you stay there? And what I was seeing was people were having it, and it's fine to have it, but it's like the people are staying there too long. And I'm like, all right, I got to come up with some kind of a tool or strategy to get these guys out of this thing. They, they can have it. And then and so I created this um, – uh, a stra- I, I, I designed a stress ball. So it's an orange ball, basically. And when you have these thoughts, right, you have these kind of negative emotions, um, you squeeze the ball 100 times. And you're giving yourself, while you're squeezing the ball 100 times, um, the time to wallow and feel sorry for yourself and have the head trash. And after that 100th squeeze, you got to drop it and you got to squash it you got to move on and you got to go do something that's going to be productive and get you to move to the next level. So um, it's kind of like a tool to help manage it um, because we all got it. We all got the emotions and the negative stuff and the automatic negative thoughts that come up. Um, but a lot of that is how you handle it, right? It's how you can manage it. It's not, it's like the weather, 
right? Your emotions or like the weather, right? So some days it rains and it's like the example is, all right, if it's raining out today, all right, well, it's going to rain every day for the rest of my life and it's never going to stop raining and there's going to be this huge flood and Noah's going to send, bring back his ark and like, you know, like that's like what our mind takes us down these like roads and it's just like, it's not real. It's not real. A lot of it's not real. So you kind of can't believe your own trash. So you got to be able to just give yourself the time. Don't stew on it for too long. But this is a strategy that we created that I think has helped a lot of people kind of break through some negative emotions because I mean, it's an emotional thing, owning a gym and owning a business and taking on risk and signing a lease. It's like, it's real stuff. You know, it's hard. It's not easy. And you know, the, you know, the, the, um, but, uh, having a strategy, it's like the daily planner is a strategy. Like what's your strategy to kind of make this better. You can't like, you're not going to prevent every bad thing from happening, but you can have strategies to navigate them. Awesome. Awesome. That's a, a ton of great stuff. Anything else? Tom, that wasn't enough. Like, well, you tell me. You want to wrap it there? You seem like you're in a talkative mood. So, you want to keep going, or you want to? Well, no, because we were 14 minutes late on our podcast start. But the sound quality. Because you were tinkering. Yeah, if you don't notice today, the sound hopefully is better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have new microphones from London. From London, straight out of England. That's why it took so long. I was had to I had to translate the metric system. Yeah. <laughs> to get it to work properly. Yeah. All right. Well, great stuff. Thanks for listening. Anything else you want to end with, Vince? No, but uh, if anyone does want a copy of my daily planner. Oh, all right. Here we go. So I'm going to see actually how many of you are listening to the end. All the way to and the, the end. And the ones they listen to the end, uh, you're getting a great bonus today. If you want the copy, a physical hard copy of the daily planner. 104-page book. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, so if you do want a copy, I want you to email Tom at GabrielFitness.com. One L in Gabriel, right? Tom at GabrielFitness.com. And Tom will go in the back, get one, put it in an envelope. He'll write your name and address on the envelope, and he will drive to UPS, and he'll send it to you. Right, Tom? I'll, I'll delegate. I'm going to delegate. I'll, oh, there you I'll, go. I'll open the email and then I'll tell someone. So else we're that. actually going to see how many people are listening to this podcast to the end, to the end. So you get a gift. Uh, email Tom at GabrielFitness.com. Put daily planner in the subject. And to save time, send when you send the email, don't say, I want the daily planner because now Tom has to email you back and say, well, what's your address? Where can we send it? Put daily planner in the subject and then put your name and address, and then all will be good. Awesome. What do you think, Tom? you think anyone's going to do it? Uh, people are still listening. Now, this was a longer podcast, so we'll find out. Well, I hope to hear from you guys. Tom at GabrielFitness.com. Have a great day. Peace.